0: To Bloody Marys, our queer horror movie podcast.
1: This episode we're doing Carrie. I would like to live deliciously, Sean. (laughs) I'm New Year, New Ooh, Alex. (laughs) I love (laughs) that.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, We are two queer horror nerds uh, Coming at you from our flat in Hackney in London Our pronouns are they, them And some content notes for this episode Uh, We see some abusive relationships Child abuse, bullying, violence and menstruation
1: And of course, spoilers as always As always, always, So, Carrie was theatrically released on November 3rd, 1976, directed by Brian De Palma. Um, The film became a critical and commercial success, grossing over 33.8 mil um, against its 1.8 mil budget, which is crazy tiny. Um, It received two nominations at uh, the Oscars, uh, Best Actress for Sissy Spacek and Best Supporting for... Um, Laurie, and I can't remember her first name. Um, the film, uh, obviously, was based on King's first novel of the same name. Um, De Palma loved the story and pushed the studio to make it, um, and also Sissy Spacer was encouraged by her husband to audition. Um, King uh, gained notoriety after the success of Carrie, allowing him to become a full-time writer. And this is also Brian De Palma's first, like, uh, successful film, commercially successful film. Um, And, of course, as we know, there's a million Stephen Kings, but it's the first of more than 100, apparently. uh, Films. Films and television productions (laughs) adapted from King. Um, He's he's got this thing where if if you are,
0: like, an independent filmmaker and not, like, attached to, like, a studio or something... um, he will let you have the rights to the film for a pound or a dollar, dollar. <laughs> not pound, depending that. on conversion rates. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yes, that's weird. I mean, like, I wonder why there aren't more kind of trashy, like B movie, shit versions of it. Like in, uh, yeah. that is such I mean, a lot, of the, a lot of the
0: actual versions are pretty shit. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and also, there's a very highly recommend to any of our listeners. Uh, to read uh, On Writing by Stephen King, uh, where he talks about, r- it's on writing. <laughs> it's on, um, um, it's on
1: about writing. And
0: uh, you can also listen to it on Audible. Um, All right, and and... <laughs> <mistake>. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he talks about his inspiration for Carrie, and it was some, uh, some girl that got bullied at his school, Actually, it, might, it was either when he was a teacher or when he was a pupil. I can't remember, but yeah, he goes into It's very interesting. I can't
1: remember any details, but it's worth listening to. Oh, that to. does <laughs> sound interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so apparently it was like quite a kind of sort-of role, the role of Carrie, weirdly. Um, and um, lots of people went for it, including Glenn Close, Farrah Fawcett, um, and Linda Blair an exorcist um, oh. which is surprising um, she's, how, how old would Linda Blair have been? I don't, no I guess she must have been a teenager otherwise it would have been weird <laughs>
0: Yeah I guess so exorcist would have been like early to mid 70s so, I yeah, guess she was so like just maybe she was 18, a a little age.
1: bit Yes well, Hopefully for all the nudie scenes they make them do <laughs> Wow <Well, that's> Yeah <laughs> Um, apparently SpaceX showed up to the audition in an old sailor-style dress that her mum had made her for Halloween cost, uh, costume when she was a grade school. What is grade school? Anyway. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. I look this up every time I hear yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently she slipped her hair back with Vaseline for some kind of effect. It sounds really weird. <laughs> um, well, it worked. Yes. Um uh it's also rumored really that like um they were sharing kind of the casting with um oh fuck he's the guy George Lucas he was doing all the like um casting for uh, star trek at the same no, star trek wars. star wars <clears throat> And so, like, uh, some of the people who weren't cast in Carrie were cast in Star Wars and vice mm-hmm. versa, so, like, yeah, it's quite strange.
0: How different things could have been? Imagine John Travolta was, <laughs> like, Luke Skywalker. I thought
1: he would have been hot, actually. Luke Skywalker's a bit the mingo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of John Travolta, that was his first uh, film role was in Carrie. Um, anyway, so, yes, on to um, other adaptations of Carrie. That's uh, We've got Carrie 2. The Rage um, which I have seen a million years ago it's not very good at Who's in one. it? It's not Sissy Space No um, I think one of the actresses comes over to it can't which which one um, and in the story it turns out Carrie has the same dad as the, the new Carrie that's in the film um, There was a television film in 2002 apparently um, which like isn't awful which but pretty bad and it has a completely different ending but like Sounds a bit. apparently it was like built, that they were going to do sort of a spin-off to make a TV series off the back of it, which sounds wild. But yeah, it didn't go anywhere. Um, and then obviously the 2013 remake, uh, which features my cousin-in-law, um, if that's a term. I don't think it is, actually. Um, she's married to my cousin. <laughs> um, Gabriella Wilde, who plays Sue Snell that's wild that is wild and obviously there's been a few stage productions including a musical um oh yeah I can't really imagine that oh. <laughs> i I'm, facing
0: <I'm laughs> With a
1: bucket full of blood, that's
0: <laughs> in <my> ass, carry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a new imagination.
1: it was very few years ago. Plug <laughs> it up, plug it up, plug it up. That's, that's the one like, she has. It. Yeah, but I get it. Did you like it? I loved uh, it. <laughs> I keep um, bleeding. I keep <laughs> keep bleeding. <laughs> Um, so in terms of filming, uh, probably the prom scene took over two weeks to shoot, um, and required 35 overall takes, and the whole film was shot in a period of only 50 days. So it's over not... how
0: many weeks? Two
1: weeks? Uh, the uh, two weeks, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. 35 takes? 35
0: over takes?
1: Over two weeks? Two weeks? Yes.
0: That's not that many takes a day,
1: uh, isn't it? That's, well, I mean, it's, it's it's like, like it took two weeks. Is kind of the main thing. I think. I don't know. I don't know how long these things normally take, but it was uh, of note for somebody to put it into trivia. Wow. Um And I, um, I, I, I challenged <laughs> their perception of noteworthy <laughs> fiercely. Uh, and yeah, like the whole film um, took fifty <laughs> days. So yeah, that was, took up a lot of it. Um, and while filming the the bloody prom sequence, um, Sissy's SpaceX trailer was uh, behind this set and apparently after being covered in the blood, just for continuity, she just didn't want to wash off like the effect and so she instead slept in her bloody clothes uh, for three days of filming. Uh, I don't understand that because <laughs> it, it would surely... S- just take them off <laughs> maybe it like dried or just a, yeah I don't know it's, it's a sense because
0: also the when you see her when she's like covered in blood that's different to how she appears covered in blood earlier
1: because at first it's just kind of in her hair it's not really that much on her face yeah but I think <laughs> afterwards when she starts going crazy like she does the kind of like the blood and, like that trickles down her face and stuff does look quite consistent mm. I don't know, anyway but that's not a, on her a dress I suppose mm. um uh oh, apparently so there's some other facts about the filming um the second last scene where uh, sue snell um is uh, laying flowers on carrie's grave and um, to make it more eerie it was like shot uh filmed backwards and then reversed in slow-mo to give it like a surreal effect I didn't even notice that. I mean, it is oh. quite kind of dreamy, but it doesn't. Really it was do. also
0: probably easier to film the hand thing going back in oh, than it was that's coming true. out. <laughs> um, it always is easier. Come in instead of going out. I
1: don't know what I mean. <laughs> Something rude. Um, apparently, uh, Sissy SpaceX, um, after the film was released, really loved to. Um, sneak into audiences to see the reaction of the last five minutes and, like, everyone would go, like, crazy, apparently. so funny to imagine that that sort of, like, mild hand coming out of the grave moment, like, then was, like, so sort of groundbreaking and shocking. But Um, also, I guess, not that surprising because, like,
0: I can't think of any other films from the 70s that have, like, jump scares in them.
1: Yeah. Well... Yeah I can't get my head round what type of timings are the of poems for sure Yeah well I mean I think it was a lot of like first in this film and I think it was quite groundbreaking In the way it was done actually so First time Carrie had a bucket of blood over her yeah, head Yeah 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 <laughs> Um some random Facts coming at you Um Carrie's real name is Carietta <laughs> <laughs> I asked when we were watching it I asked if it was short for Carol <laughs> Apparently, um... I know, uh, uh, apparently right at the beginning a mum calls her uh, that, that, I didn't notice that uh, Um... Some nods to HP Lovecraft in it, weirdly, with, um, because like, Carrie's mother is like, obviously ranting about different nonsense and, mm-hmm. um, and like religious things, but they're all kind of messed up. And there's like reference to the fact that she's been kicked out of like the local ch- actual church group because they aren't like severe enough, but it sounds like she's made up a lot of it. Um, so she references the black man and the hideous three lobed eye, um, which are in uh, Lovecraft. Um, what about the raven that says It's a sin or something Oh uh, yeah There's probably more um, The uh, Yeah like uh, like As we discussed so In the book apparently Carrie's like Described as like being like a sort of Chunky loser um, Covered in acne which she obviously isn't She's like svelte and kind of perfect and beautiful, Despite like being told she's ugly by everyone in the film. which But she's also weird looking as well. She's unusual, but she is beautiful. Indeed. Um... And uh, the name of the high school is Bates High, obviously, in a reference to uh, Norman Bates from Psycho. We also see that the pig farm is called Bates Piggery or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bates Jiggery Piggery. <laughs> and also, there's like quite an obvious sort of the four tone, uh, four note tone violin theme that comes through every so often when, like, she does crazy stuff. Yeah, like when, the, when she smashes the mirror. Yeah. Um, wee, 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 wee. <laughs> um, apparently, there's a lot of shipping in the fandom for um, from the book and the three film adaptations, um, but uh, focused mainly on uh, Carrie and Sue um, rather than Sue and Tommy. And I would have thought it would have been like more the coach and um, Carrie actually. But right? that's a child and an adult though. Well, yeah. I mean, it's so weird that you're meant to believe it's children are seeing all their wabs and their hairy bushes and the shower. and
0: also that old guy who hangs out with them. <laughs> <laughs> they It's, about 50 years it's old. like at least in in like more recent films, they at least try and pretend that the like middle aged people playing kids are kids. But in this one, it's just like like someone's dad sat there
1: with his cap on backwards or something. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a reference in, in, like, when I was doing research about, like, um, apparently after this, after the, the, so this is how it follows this person's relic, that after Carrie obviously has her shower mom, um she becomes completely obsessed with her, um, to the point that she thinks of her while having sex with Tommy, I don't remember her having sex with Tommy, maybe that's in the book and not in the thing. Apparently Carrie also mentions that she thinks Sue's legs are really pretty. Um, Carrie's a slut for legs (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that's all So our movie commences on um, some gals playing volleyball, um, all shouting at each other, being quite raucous, and then it zooms in on uh, little Carrie looking awkward in the background, and they're like, pass it to Carrie, and then she misses it, and they're like, don't blow it, Carrie, and then they they finish the game, and then um, the bitch one walks past and goes, Eat shit, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> That
0: The bit where she can't catch the ball reminds me, if you know in the opening credits of Daria, where someone um. throws the ball and she like really slowly puts her hand out. <laughs>
1: um, we then cut to the locker room where this kind of weird hazy fantasy scene of...
0: And, like, pipe music. Yeah, with, like,
1: all these, like, gals with their, like, wabs and full bushes out, just, like, cavorting around. It's, like, really slow-mo pans across. And, like,
0: genuinely, like,
1: grown women. Yeah. (laughs) Betraying children. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah it's all like steamy And like I don't know It's it's a bit like gratuitous I don't know if we get that like now Like just like random pan across Like naked women Just for no reason I
0: think the thing that makes it jarring now Is the combination of the way it shot the music And what you're seeing Because it kind of It seems like really kind of like it's it's very beautiful, but it also seems a bit like um, quite seedy, like 70s erotica almost.
1: It does, and it's made worse by the fact that it, then the next bit is it zooms in on Carrie alone in like a steamy void. Um, just <laughs> Otherwise <falls>. known as <laughs> the shower. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm it, off for a steamy it's void. It's so steamy that you can't see anything else except for her. Um, thus the steamy void. Um, and she's like really sensually like soaping her body up in this kind of like really kind of like, she's like, looks like she's almost like orgasmic. It's really like, uh, why? Um, but then obviously she's, uh, she's soaping down there and, uh, you see her fingers coming out a little bit rouge.
0: Um, I, well, you, not coming out I don't think she was fingering herself She was fingering
1: herself, yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's how she showers every day <laughs> <laughs> No, she's just like so a hand Just travels around the area um, And picks up a little passenger um, <laughs> That passenger is blood um, um, A little <laughs> wet passenger <laughs>
0: A little monthly hitchhiker. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) Um, Yes, so her monthly hitchhiker arrives, but she's never met him before. Um, She doesn't, she doesn't it's the it's the first time she's pulled over for a hitcher <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's just drop, just dropping the hitcher off at the showers.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Anyway, so uh
1: so uh, she, she responds very calmly. Um, she doesn't. No, like, she does not. Um, she reacts like she doesn't know what anything is. And it's quite obvious she's never seen a period before because she runs out of the shower naked with bloody hands, like, screaming at all the other gals. <laughs> And they're all like, "Ew, gross!" Well, she she person. grabs one of
0: them in a. Who's wearing like a white cardigan. Yeah, with her bloody hands, <laughs> which doesn't. I would have re- responded more angrily to that. I think.
1: Yeah, and then like when they realise what's going on, like it's her period and she doesn't understand it, they like start screaming like. Plug it up, and throwing tampons at her in the shower, and then they like crack open like a kind of like sanitary towel, like dispensers, like start throwing them at her as well, and um, like screaming, plug, plug it up, plug it up, and she's in a ball on the floor, looking pretty sad about the whole mm. affair, and traumatized to boot. A cue um, a, a coach coming in, and she's like, "What's going on? What's going on here?" And she sees Carrie all in a little tampon mess and, um, and comes over and says, like, Carrie, calm down. And she starts screaming, um, uh, hysterical. And then she, like, gives Carrie a big slap, which obviously, um, is weird given that she's a teacher. Um, and she and she's she's with a very distressed <laughs> pupil. It's funny that kind of like idea of slapping someone to calm them down. I feel like that's gone out gone out of fashion. Oh um, do you uh, they always, it always fashion always comes around it cycles them, doesn't it? it it'd be quite hipster to uh, slap uh, people to calm them down. I, just, <laughs> I consent to you slapping me if I get hysterical. Um but yeah anyway, so then uh she realizes she's kind of lost her rag a little bit and then, like, comes, <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, lose a rag in that mess. Um, and, um, and, uh, and then just, like, like tells all the girls to, uh, go away and, um, and then sort of says she look after and help her. Um, we then cut to, uh, the, uh, I want to say the gender, but that's not Principal. the Principal Principal that's <laughs> what I'm looking for Principal's office and they're talking about Carrie and the coach is like yeah I do and like she even admits at this point that she actually really wanted to like she was really annoyed with Carrie yeah she, she she's was, like
0: she's like I, I got it like uh, I understood why the girls were like that because I just wanted to shake her
1: yeah <laughs> Um, But weirdly, like I still like. I mean, I know everyone will say like, "Oh, kids are so mean and girls can be so cruel," but I just like can't believe that. Like, I don't know, if it's fiction, but I can't believe how cruel that scene is. Like, I don't know whether that would happen. Like, I can't imagine it. Like, I don't
0: think it would happen to that extent. Yeah, I think they would. I, I think the thing that stands out about things like this is like, even those of us who have witnessed horrible events of bullying. You, there would be bystanders or people who were uncomfortable but it's like everyone Yeah who's kind of piling on it
1: Yeah and they're just like I don't think someone's screaming with like naked like I, don't, I just don't know anyway whatever it's, it's Part of the story, um, but it is haunting for its cruelty. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, anyway, so then she's just like, "Yeah, I mean, she was being an annoying bitch, so she deserved it." <laughs> well, um, and the the, uh, the, um, the principal's like, "I don't understand. She's quite old, isn't she? Why hasn't she like had a period before?" Her? And she said, like, "I don't know." Um, and then she talks about how like he mentions something about religious things and how like maybe that's the yeah, it's like isn't. doesn't
0: his which and I think maybe the the real horror story of this is that in the seventies they were not educating women about menstruation. Well the hitcher,
1: mm-hmm. um and um so yeah so then um so he keeps referring to her as Cassie um and she's outside the office and then eventually they bring her in and it's like Oh I think you've had a tough day Cassie and she's like Carrie um and um and then like um he goes yes, and I think uh, probably best uh, for you if you go home. Do you need someone to drive you, Cassie? She's like Carrie, <laughs> um, and um, and then uh, the coast like I think she can walk alone. It's fine, um, and then he calls her Cassie again, and she like through her te- telekinetic powers, which are coming into fruition, um, uh, suddenly, um. Probably from periods, actually. Actually, you missed a bit when yeah, she came s- in first. smashes the shower light. I forgot yes. about that. Uh, but yeah, so this the, her telekinetic powers this time flip the ashtray and uh, she leaves the office. Um, as she's walking home, uh, <laughs> there's a little boy on a bike just going... Creepy Carrie, creepy Carrie, creepy <laughs> Non-stop drama for Carrie. It really is. It's um, one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> creepy Carrie days. Um, and uh, he uses, she uses her powers to make him fall over, which is quite funny. And <laughs> um, we then cut to uh, the Snell residence, that um, must be next door, I guess, or nearby in the neighbourhood. And... Um, and, and Mrs. White arrives at a door, um, Carrie's mum, looking like some kind of crazy witch, and with like her wild hair and her like witchy outfit, like, she looks like, like. the Grok off the Moomin's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, uh, she goes, hello, Mrs. White, um, and, uh, And then there's, yeah, so she invites, she's like, she realises that she's waiting to be invited in, so she invites her in, and then she's like talking about all that literature that she wants to give her for her daughter, and um, she says, these are godless times, Mrs. Snell. And then, um, she takes a sip of her, like, booze that she's drinking, day drinking, and she goes, oh, I bet they are, aren't they, or something? And then realizes the audience and looks a little bit <laughs> regretful. Um, and, uh, so then she's just like, oh, like, Anyway, so, uh, here's the literature She's like, look, I'll just, uh, give you $20 towards the church she uh, you just Fuck off, essentially And she's like, the mum looks all like evil face And she's like, well, fine then, I guess Um, and So she heads home Um, and, uh When, yeah, when she gets home The mum calls Carrie Downstairs after a call From the school, um it's like, she's like, I know you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, You're a woman now. And then uh, she's like, Harry's like, Why didn't you tell me, mama? Um, and uh, and then the mum goes off on one and starts saying all like crazy stuff. And she's like, the first sin was intercourse. And, like, is making Carrie repeat, like, what she's reading from this, like, Bible with kind of crazy lies. And um, she's like, Carrie's trying to have a conversation unsuccessfully about why she didn't know about periods and all this. And uh, the mum's just like... Sin, 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 say it with me, sin, 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 sin. <laughs> but also, the first sin was the apple, wasn't it? Intercourse with an apple, yes. <laughs> 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 Fucking the apple. It was Lo-
0: absolutely <laughs> lovely.
1: <laughs> yes. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll keep that. <laughs> um, and um, and so then she then drags Carrie into the. I don't know if there's an official name, but it's kind of like the prayer closet. Um, that's just off the kitchen. Oh, um, the choky. <laughs> um, and it has, like, those, like, religious stuff around, including, like, this kind of, like, creepy-looking, glowy-eyed Jesus on the wall. Um, and, uh, eventually, like, I guess you're meant to believe that time has passed, and Carrie meekly comes out of the closet and says, Thank you, Mama. Um, And she goes to her room And uh, when she gets to the room She looks in the mirror and she's staring And then the mirror starts flexing And then smashes And um, the mum zooms up the stairs And is like what was that like And she's like nothing mama I was just doing my prayers (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, so then um, Mumsy is like Okay well do your prayers, then, nighty-night. So now we cut to class. It's English class. as a... Class. Class. Oh, class. Oh, class. <laughs> um, and um And uh, we're hearing a lovely poem uh, penned by uh, uh, what I assume is meant to be a hunk. Uh, Tommy Ross, looks <laughs> like um, uh, Gloria Huniford, yeah, got like a weird like blonde giant permed mane, um, and um, and it's being read out by this kind of like um, really weird like gross teacher, like like a toad man, um, and um, and uh, and yeah, he stops the poem. I can't even remember the poem, something about like. The cars and the sky and all sorts of nonsense. (laughs) Um, And then it's um,
0: it's no um, uh, January embers. (laughs) My heart burns there too. (laughs) It's
1: no that. It's no that. Um, And um, they finish, and uh, she's like. Oh, Tommy, that was really lovely. It's something uh, better than doing uh, sports, isn't it? <laughs> or something. And, um, and then he's like, Any thoughts from the class? Or uh, well, any critiques? And Carrie, the one saying thing, Carrie just suddenly, like, quietly says, It's beautiful. Um, she, does, she does bring on a lot of her like, problems. <laughs> <laughs> um... And uh, the teacher's just like Oh, Carrie thinks it's beautiful Oh, beautiful like a summer's day Beautiful like (laughs) rose Beautiful like... And then um, Tommy under his breath goes like You suck (laughs) And um, and the teacher's like (laughs) What did you say? And he's like, ah, I said, shucks. oh, shucks. <laughs> I didn't quite know. <laughs> um, then we're in gym class, um, and um, Mrs. Collins, the coach... Has got all the gals minus Carrie uh, in in the gymnasium and has lined them up and said, uh, tells them off about what they did to Carrie and um, and they're all like, hee hee, Mister Evil and giggling. We don't care. (laughs) Um, And and she's like, well, my first thought was to take away your prom passes, and they're like, prom. I was like, oh, but then I, 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 thought I was told that was too harsh. So instead, you get two weeks detention, and they're like, oh, whatever, and they like, with me, and they're like, Attention. no, um, and then, um, and then she like basically uh, like, oh yeah, she's like. And Chris, who's like the pretty girl, um, who's like the leader of all the meanies, is like, I'm not doing it. This is ridiculous. And she goes like, well, if anyone doesn't want to do it, then they're not going to prom. And she's like, oh. Um, and then cut to this like weird scene where they're all working out, outside now. And there's some like quirky. Like they're doing like
0: boot camps sort of stuff. Yeah, there's like
1: <laughs> quirky electronic music. It's like kind of, like all jazzy and strange. And they're just like doing, working out. And then... um
0: do you, do, Can I come clean about something? Oh, please. I found Sue Snell and... Is it Claire?
1: Who? What's the one that you just said? Chris.
0: I found the, them very difficult to tell apart. Oh,
1: one of them's brown hair, one of them's blonde. Who's the other brown hair one, then? Oh, but Angry Mario. No. No, the one... <coughs> Agnamero is a girl who wears dungarees and red police I'm
0: Um the one under the stage at the end. That's Chris. She's got brown hair. No, it's blonde. There are two with brown hair. Okay, she has blonde hair. Um, but there were two with brown hair that I kept confusing as each other. I don't know who you're
1: thinking Sue of. Sue Snell and Smooth Snell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well no Chris definitely has blonde hair um, oh, she's... but anyway so they're doing working out and um, and then like Chris is like I I can't do this anymore and like storms up to the uh, to the coach and is just like she's like you better get back there and she's like I'm not doing it she's like it's just 10 more minutes and she's like I will and then and she's then, just like and she's just like and then she's like and then the teacher slaps Chris again. Like, another <laughs> slapping from a teacher and they're like they're sort of like wrestling each other like shaking like the like, teacher's like shaking it It's like what's wrong with you or something um and Chris uh, like looks back at all the gals and saying, Come on gals, if we all do stand up together, we, she can't be mean to all of us And they're all like no, I don't want to lose out my prom pass. they yeah uh, um, do you think is the teacher
0: supposed to be a likable character? Well,
1: the the coach? I think so. Yeah. Um Well and so much as he's on Carrie's side for most of it. Um, but she's a bit of a violent person. <laughs> yeah, she's also a bit of a creep. Yeah. Um, so um, while and so then while they're all doing all the workouts, you have a scene where um, Carrie's in the library looking through index cards uh, for miracles and uh, finds a book that um, and looks at it something like magical powers of the mind. And um, <laughs> and she like takes that out and she reads about telekinesis and she reads it really slowly. Like, telekinesis <laughs> It's really it's weird how slowly <laughs> Um and then we cut to um Sue uh, Snell, um brown hair, um talking <laughs> to her hunk of a boyfriend, Tommy. So and saying, Can you please take Harry to the prom? And he's like Ugh, And then movie like cuts to them later the same day. Like she's like doing like looking at books and studying, and he's watching a western on TV. And finally says, "Okay, I'll do it." Um, So, so then we cut to uh, Chris and Billy, who's Billy is um, John Travolta's character, and uh, they're in the car like. They're so not so like they're very weird with each other. I mean, it's like it's kind of established that Chris is kind of a little bit well-to-do and Billy's a bit on the the wrong side of the tracks. And um, <laughs> and uh, like talking and he talks about how he like she likes how kind of rough he is, and they just like scream at each other and slap each other loads, and it's kind of like I just I don't think that it's it's like so weirdly like normal or something but it just. It doesn't seem shocking, but obviously if you think about it now, like, that wouldn't be okay, like, two people just violently slapping each other, like, a couple, like, a man slapping a woman and a woman slapping a man. It's, like, such a strange kind of, like, oh, well, these things happen. Um, anyway. Yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm intrigued to read,
0: I'm surprised I haven't read Carrie, actually, because I've read most of Stephen King's more, like, obviously well-known ones, but I'm, I'm intrigued to know about things like that. I bet that is a Stephen King thing. Mm.
1: Um... But, yeah, so then they're, like, slapping, and then, like, then she's, like... And then he's, like, oh, I give up with you. And then she's, like, oh, I need to ask you a favour. Um, and uh, she's she, like, goes down on him in the car. And um, so it's, like... Well, apparently she has his penis in his mouth. So very fluently speaking, says, uh, Billy, I hate Carrie White. Um, <laughs> I need you to do something important for me. <laughs> well, oh, um, and uh, so then um, we uh, cut to the library, and Carrie's pootling around, probably still very slowly reading books about telekinesis. <laughs> and um, and uh, Tommy swarms us up and is like, "Hey, Carrie, if you haven't got anyone to take you yet, uh, I'd like to take you to the prom." At which point, she immediately flees the library. (laughs) Uh, If I were to, I would have gone, shh, (laughs) the books will disappear. (laughs) Um, So then it comes to Carrie hiding in some kind of little area, like, I don't know what it is, but um, the coach finds her and is like, what's wrong? And uh, she's like, oh, Tommy asked me to the prom. Um, And she's like, well, that's a lovely thing. Tommy's very handsome. And um, and then there's this whole bit where like uh, she like takes her to like the mirror in the changing room. It's like, look, you could just like look at that beautiful face. Look, little bit of lipstick, little bit of <laughs> little bit of eye makeup, little curl in the hair, just so stunning, yeah, And, so and you can see
0: Carrie realizing that the 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 beauty that stands before her is her.
1: She is beautiful in every single word. (laughs) Words Um, can. Cut immediately to um, a teacher's room with uh, Tommy and Sue and the coach saying, What are you thinking? Are you messing around with Carrie? Why are you doing this? And uh, she's like really grilling them both. And she's like, well, I asked uh, I asked Tommy to, to ask Carrie to the prom because I thought it'd be nice for her. She's like, no, you're doing a horrible joke. I know you are. She's like, no, no, no. It's really a lovely thing. And then like uh, she goes to Tommy like, don't you think you look ridiculous coming to the prom with Carrie on your arm? And he looks a bit like, eep. Um, That's such an awful thing to know, say. No. Well, I think she's just saying that to try and like scare him. Like, I think she's saying
0: it because she's a dick.
1: Oh, I, t- I think it's because she's trying to scare I'm Tommy. A out, dick, horrible. Um, uh, Anyway, and um, and then Sue's like, "You can't say who takes who to the prom," and uh, so Tommy is going to do it. Um, so um, Tommy then goes to Carrie's house and knocks on the door. Um and carry answers through the what do they call those doors in America? Those net fly garden. Net door things. Um and goes like, Carrie, I really want to go to the prom with you. And she's like, why? And he's like, well, because you liked my poem. Um, and, um, and she's like, really like, no, I don't want to go there. No, leave me alone. Go, 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 He's like, can I come in? He's like, no, mother's resting. Um, and, um, and then she's getting really worked up because the mum's waking up and is like, who's there? <laughs> and, uh, so like, I won't leave until you say you'll go. And, uh, she was, okay, fine, and slams it on his face as he's saying, pick you up at eight. Um, and so then what happens? Oh yeah, this bit. So then, uh, Chris and Billy and some other gross boys who look like 50 year olds, um, <laughs> uh, go up to the, the Bates Pigory, Um, and, um, uh, there's like a slaughterhouse for pigs. And, uh, break in, and, um, and then just like, really like, yeah, like, get an axe and like, brutally slaughter one of the pigs to collect the blood. And it's just like, this is another bit where I'm just like, mm, I don't know that somebody would do this unless they were like, deranged. Like and like But Chris, other than those two bits, it's a completely oh yes, realistic. realistic. Film. <laughs> but like Chris is like cheering on as like as um as Billy's like axing the pig to death. It's like kid it kid it kill it." I, um, do, I, I mean I will agree with you that it's all a little
0: disproportionate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh we bullied her for having a period and
1: then we got in trouble so we're gonna get slaughter a pig. <laughs> um so, cut to, uh, Carrie having dinner with Mumsy. And, um, Mum's like, eat your apple pie. You haven't touched it. And Carrie's like, it gives you pimples. And Mother goes, pimples are the Lord's way of chastising you. <laughs> um, then she, uh, tells Mumsy about how Tommy's asked her to the prom. And, um, and, (laughs) and mum is not happy about this one jot, um, being that she's awful. Mm. And she throws a cup of coffee and carries. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good bit. (laughs) Obviously
0: abusive and we don't condone it, but we did both long. (laughs) It's a bit mean. Um.
1: And then the mum's uh, going all, like, off on one. She's like, after the blood comes the boys, sniffing around like dogs. <laughs> um, and, um, and yeah, so then that's that, really. And she's like, I'm going to go, Mama. And she's <laughs> like, oh, well, you're not going to. Um, yeah, it's odd, because actually, after all of that, she doesn't really put up that much of a fight, the mother. No. Um, uh, yeah. I can't remember at which point, actually, she tells the mum about how she has the powers. Maybe it's after that. Um, Anyway. um, So um, so then uh, we see Billy and Chris uh, going to uh, the prom hall and with a bucket of blood, and like, hiding it in the rafters, and uh, and and Chris is like Just, yeah, me, 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 and John and John Falter slash Billy is like keep your tits on, which I thought was a, a more modern uh, turn of phrase, but no, it's back to then uh, till the olden times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's quite far in advance actually so the pig bob must be getting pretty manky because then you have the next scene which is like Carrie in town trying on lipsticks with some quirky music and there's a hilarious grumpy looking woman staring at her and she's trying the lipsticks <laughs> on um, and then all the boys like in this like tux tuxedery, um, a tuxedo tuxedo <laughs> rental shop and um, trying on different things and there's a weird bit where their voices all get sped up and they're like talking and um, but yeah, so it um, choose the 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 lovely things, and then it cuts to uh, the evening of the prom, and they're all raring to go. And they're raring to go, and Carrie's um, in her bedroom. She's whipped up a beautiful little nighty. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it does look like a
0: nightie. A very very <laughs> it reminds me of on nighty night when. Uh, uh, Oh, God, what's the name? Kath is, uh, is like, she's got like a silky gown on that looks very much like that, and she's doing like a sexy dance for Don. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, that's a very nice nightie. And she's like, It's my wedding dress! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, But yeah It's very kind of like Silky and sheer And looks like An undergond. Really Yeah And a a bold choice
0: For someone that's Very kind of
1: Repressed And has such Pendulous breasts (laughs) To be Um, wearing bra bralessly. Yeah Because you can see Her nipples through them Um, which Mother notices and Mm -hmm. she goes I can see your dirty pillows (laughs) and everyone will be able to see your dirty pillows (laughs) they're called breasts, mama everyone (laughs) has them well women and some other people Um, and um, and then the mum's just like like a little like angry bee buzzing around just being like they're they're not going to come he's not coming and they're all going to laugh at you they're all going to laugh at you and
0: when when Carrie goes to the window to look out because she thinks a car's pulling up, but it isn't. The markings on the road, I think you missed this, but yeah, I was too I late pointing it out, but the markings on the road from
1: the window look like an upside-down crucifix. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Um, which is interesting. So, Mama's still buzzing around being a little dick. And, um, and Carrie's like, Shut up, Mama! And, like, does a magic telekinesis and, that pushes Mama to the bed. Twice. Uh, and, uh, yes, well, she tries to go up and do a bit more buzzing. And um, and yeah, and she she death drops her again. Um, just, <laughs> let's, get let's get sickening, Mama. Mama. <laughs> um, uh, just as uh, God, what's his name? Tommy arrives, pulls up, and uh, she runs out. She goes, "Bye, Mama, love you." And then Mama goes, "Thou shall not suffer a witch to live." Um, unbeknownst to Carrie, because she's gone at this point. And that's just for us. That's just for our scowls. <laughs> um, so, uh, Carrie arrives at the prom with Tommy and. Um, the promie with Tommy. The promie with Tommy and yeah. Carrie and prommy and Tommy. <laughs> um, and. Um, and they're just like Tommy's being very gentle and lovely with her um, to the point where I think actually, like he has like kind of fallen in love with her a little bit by like like I,
0: yeah I don't I don't understand yeah what he thinks is happening
1: yeah because like he's obviously been asked by his girlfriend to do this but he's being very flirtatious and also very cute with her and very like. Patient and sweet and like, and and, and, and respectful. Yeah, and like, um, and uh, yeah. Then um, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. They're just being really cute and like he, everything. She's like, he said, like, "Do you want to do this?" She's like "No, not yet. No, I'm scared. No, um, oh, I'm so stupid. I don't know how to dance. I don't know how to do anything." Yeah, and um, and then while they're sat at the table, like uh, the coach comes up and like takes his place and sits down. Just like, oh, you look so beautiful. Oh. Um, and like it does, like it's this another time where it does seem like she's kind of like flirting with Carrie, even though I think it's meant to be like motherly. It seems well, a bit sexual,
0: I yeah. Thought. And then there's like a really awkward pause between them where like they both look a bit like giddy and flirty and don't really know what to say to each other. Yeah,
1: um, and um, and so then like she hugs Carrie and leaves, and like he even the, the guy is like oh, I better not see you hugging someone else. Like, I love a guy like that. Like, it's just like, yeah, what? Um, I'm
0: so stupid, I don't know how to hug. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and so there, like... Um, like on the dance floor, like, and they have this really intense, like, giddy kind of spinning, laughing, dance. It goes on for moment, way too long. a bit <laughs> sick because it's like, like yeah, it's too fast. <laughs> um, and um, and then the ballots get passed out for prom queen and Kang, and um, and they're on it. And he's like, "Oh my god, no!" Um, and he's like, "Well, we can like." oh no yeah does he say like oh we can just like you know turn it down but wouldn't it be just amazing if we won and she's like oh okay and then he's like who, she's like who should we who should we uh, bid, bid for <laughs> <laughs> vote for uh, bid for um, and, um, and it's like y- they're more your crowd than mine um, and uh, he's like well I think we should vote for ourselves and she's like scandalised she's like no we couldn't we shouldn't and um and then like um yeah, so then he's like to death with false modesty. <laughs> <laughs> so <TV used> <laughs> that's easy for you, doesn't love <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: exactly what he says. <laughs> it's, to death oh, it- with false modesty. <laughs> it was the real crap <laughs> At <laughs> uh, 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 this juncture, we uh, randomly cut to mother at home buzzing around, and um, she picks up a knife and violently cuts some carrots. Um, <laughs> um, so then we're back to the prom, and um, the the mean, angry Mario girl. And another guy And Angry Mario is
0: now wearing, a like, a prom dress, but still wearing her Mario cap.
1: Yeah. Well, it looks like her fringe is, like, glued into her cap the way it, Like, I don't know, it just like, looks really mean. Um, you see the
0: one with the, like, tiny little moustache bangs?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and, um... Anyway, so then they're collecting the ballots, and it's, like, um... And it's obvious that they've they've rigged it, So that because they throw away a load by just, like, throwing it on the floor with them pushing it away with their foot. Then, yeah, and the guy um, comes, to the, like, old man who's a student comes to meet her and has some, like, yeah, to talk, to some counterfeits. Back, uh, and gives them to her. Uh, um, and then she takes it to the, the teachers or the judging panel, I guess, <laughs> at the the stage. Uh, the judges' houses. Yes. Um... So uh, There comes the announcement And surprise, surprise, they win um, And this This point is like really like magical Like fairy princess moment She's like gliding to the stage in slow motion smiling with like glistening eyes And like everyone's applauding and smiling And it's like <laughs> yay Beautiful moment and the i the creepy coaches glowing with pride yes and, um, <laughs> with lustful pride <laughs> um and um and actually uh, oh I forgot to mention actually all the bit about the fact that they've set up the blood well they put the bucket of blood out there but they also have like rigged it up through a rope and um they're hiding under the stage this is Billy and Chris the, the villains of the piece um Anyway, so as they ascend, uh Carrie and Tommy son to the stage. You see a little glimpse of Billy and Chris, like poking their heads out from the stage, looking all maniacal, and um, and so yeah. And then you see like Carrie on the stage, like with all the the prom stuff and the the flowers and all the stuff, and she mouths silently, "Thank you," <laughs> um, and uh, uh, yeah. So then, um, what's her face, Sue Snell? Um has uh, snuck out a found me dinner hilariously she just goes, I'm off out and they're like, Where are you going? She's like, Doesn't matter, bye. And they're like, Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. like? bye then. Uh she ends up getting to the problem just to hide to see all of the like her boyfriend making out Carrie. Um, so I'm
0: gonna need clarification on this, you know, because oh, please, please. I, I actually found this difficult to follow. It Who knows
1: about the bucket of blood? Only uh, Evil Chris and Billy—they're the only ones actually. But then why? But and then so not all the people who helped to rig it. Not even the people doing the kind of collecting the ballots. The riggery, yeah. Um, nobody except for those two. So what? What was Sue Snell's motive? She really—it was nice. She really wanted Paris to have a lovely time. Um, and go to the prom and have a magical evening because she felt guilty about how they'd all treated her. So it so Tommy is being earnest. Yes, so. yeah, yeah. I thought everyone was in on it apart from Carrie. It's weird because um, I up until this time, which is crazy because I've seen it a million times, I only figured out that the like Chris and uh, not Chris, uh, Tommy and Sue Snell are actually doing a lot of these things completely unrelated to the bucket of blood and the prank. Like, I thought it was all joined up, like, in terms of a plan. I'm still so convinced it kind of is. No, there's no, like, there's no evidence that shows that to be true. Um, it's, it's um, because they don't, nobody knows about the blood, like I said, except for Chris. Because, like, there's even the bit where, like, the she hints that something's going to happen. Chris hints to Angry Mario, and says, so like oh, there's going to be a big surprise. She's like, oh my God, tell me. She's like, no, you'll see. Um, So yeah, like, yeah, Chris and, um, not Chris, um, uh, Tommy and Sue are innocent. They, They just want Carrie to have a lovely time. Um, which is why, I think, or spoiler alert for a few moments now, that she survives, essentially. Um, anyway, so... Um, so, uh, so yeah, so they're on the stage, and uh, Chris at the side of the... No, Chris, um, Sue's at the side of the stage watching, all like, oh, that's so lovely, isn't that nice? And then she notices this rope that's just by her being like jiggled around. She's like, what is this? And she comes slowly out to the front of the stage... Um, to have a look and see where the rope's heading and what's happening, and um, and as she's doing that, the coach notices her and is like, "You're not meant to be here," um, in that voice in her head, <laughs> um, and uh, drags Chris like weirdly in slow motion out of the out of the hall and pushes her out into the corridor. Um, so yeah, no, so then it's, we see Chris under the stage with uh, Billy and she's pulling on the rope and it properly pulls this time um, and uh, it, like, falls and the blood just splashes. Splish, splash, splashes all over Carrie. Um, which is quite a feat, really, that they got exactly the right position to get mm. it directly on her. It's quite magical. Um, uh, Tommy did get a little bit on his sleeve. A little bit. And no, that was a rental. Mm. But he also does die. So oh well. Um, <laughs> yeah, was well, challenge. I know. Well, the stupid that he actually dies from the bucket hitting him on the head. No, he does. He die. does. That's what it says in the where the bucket. I, I read it somewhere. It's true. Well, in and the big book of lies. Well, I mean, he does die in the, either way. Like the whole place goes up in flames, while he's knocked out. If it's not, if he's not dead, but I'm pretty sure he gets killed <sighs> by the bucket. That's a- it isn't hitting that hard. Well, I mean a big, thick, heavy, like, metal bucket hitting you in the head, probably. But all that hair. <laughs> <laughs> like a cush- cushiony helmet. <laughs> um, well, I'm
0: just... That's my worst death sort, then. <laughs> <laughs> <fucking> bucket head. <laughs> bucket Sorry, head. spoiler for the awards there. <laughs>
1: um, and... Yeah. So then, uh, Carrie's, like, obviously looks uh, quite upset at this juncture and um, and she starts imagining like the voice of her mother saying they're all gonna laugh at you they're all gonna laugh at you they're all and it goes on forever and ever and ever overlaid with a few other like uh, random insults, and um, and it's like a weird, like, abstract dance track. Also, um, uh, Angry Mario is the first to start laughing. Yeah, well, actually, at this point, you see that, n- that everyone is actually horrified, except for Angry Mario, and the, the Angry Mario laughing sets off Carrie thinking everyone's laughing at her, and she has this kind of weird vision of just everyone in the crowd laughing uh, ahead of head off. You know, I think maybe I'm as paranoid as Carrie is, because <laughs> I thought... Everyone was in on it and everyone was laughing on it. <laughs> no, because I, even, maybe I'm Carrie. <laughs> um, but even the, the the one with the kind of wild glasses that looks like Barb from Stranger oh, yeah. Things looks horrified. She's in the back, she's like... <gasps> um, and so, yeah, I think it's only Aguero that's laughing. The rest of them are horrified, but it Carrie's it, set her off now. She's, mm. she's, now just, she's gone down a path of destruction and anger. And uh, so she starts... Um <laughs> she's yeah, she's basically the doors slam shut. All the lights go red, um and then just lots of mayhem ensues. Um there's hoses going wild spraying people. There's a bit where Angie Mario gets sprayed with a hose in the ear, and actually forgot to mention the actress in real life did pass out because it punched her eardrum. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Um, You had a punched eardrum. Yeah, it's not very nice. No, I bet it's very painful. I had a very intense ear infection once, which is probably the most where well, the second most painful thing I've ever
1: experienced well yeah I had an uh, ear infection and then it popped because oh. yeah, was because it because a hose because a, ho- a, ho- a a ho- cow- 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 s- cow- were you yeah. yeah so was I that's when I got my infection <laughs> <laughs> that's where me and Alex first met <laughs> we were the, the early survivors <laughs> Um, and everyone's running around crazy Trying to open the doors and the hoses And then the gross teacher Runs up to the stage to try and do something With the electrics and gets like electrified And the stage goes up on fire And um, Lots of death and carnage And fire And um, then we see Carrie coming down from the stage, like, just looking iconic. Yeah. And there's lots Um, of split screen
0: and her, like, just looking around. Have you seen that? The, uh, the the meme of uh, Mayhem Miller doing that thing with her eyes where she just like Oh, around. yeah! It kind of reminds me of... That I'm doing the impression, which obviously it doesn't it translate doesn't, to podcastery. It is iconic. But I cornique. Um, but yeah, it does look a bit like that. Yeah,
1: she's <laughs> holding her hands in a very specific, amazing way. Anyway, it's all beautiful. Um, and uh, she's gliding around doing evil on everyone. And then she leaves, uh, leaves the gymnasium via a side door um, and, uh, weirdly at this point, like, it cuts to her, like, being in some weird abandoned looking parking lot, um, and, um, and, like, Chris and Billy are in the car, and they, they escaped somehow, actually, and, um, and, uh, and yeah, so then they're like, Chris is like driving and she's tr- like, tries to run over Carrie and Carrie's like, from her, from her backside. And, um, and Carrie just like, at the last minute, like, spins around and this is this weird, like, witchy crouch and, um, and basically flips the car over and like, it goes all fiery, inferno, flippy, car fire. Um, so yeah. Um, so then Carrie just, like, heads on home. Um <laughs> it's like, well, that's enough for me. I said I'd be early home. <laughs> Um, all covered in blood. And she walks in and there's, like, a, a squillion candles everywhere. Like, literally on every surface, five million squillion candles. But no Mama. And she looks around for Mama and she can't see Mama. And, um, so she goes upstairs, um, still can't see Mama, but we as the audience see Mama Hiding behind the door To like The entrance to the bathroom Why is she hiding? I don't know She's weird Um, (laughs) And um, But hilariously She stays there For the whole time That then Carrie Is having a bath and washing all the blood off, which must take ages. So she's having a little bloody cry bath. and my <laughs> yeah, face! <and>, <laughs> <laughs> With your dirty pillows out. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's open herself off and get an old leg clean. And she gets into a lovely blue, sort of fleecy nighty thing and um, comes out. And Mum behind the still so <laughs> waiting patiently. <laughs> and she pops out and. Uh, Carrie's like, they were, you, you were right, Mama. They all laughed at me. It was horrible. Um, and um, and then like, she's just mom's, mom's being really weird, like silent, like and like and uh, like and she's like uh, Carrie's like, hold me, Mama. Did um, uh, you know you were saying when we were watching it that apparently the woman playing
0: the mother thought she was it was a comedy yeah like
1: a satire because she just couldn't believe how over the top ridiculous the character was yeah which kind of explains <laughs> her performance but yeah. i don't
0: think it would work as well if she wasn't playing it so melodramatic oh yeah no if she yeah because you a, want someone unhinge. like that to be and also like kind
1: of preachery yeah yeah um but yeah so um and so then she like yeah she's like the mum then goes off on one about how um uh, she's like, I should have killed myself when he put it inside me. And then there's this whole speech about how, like, she got married and then the guy, like, they didn't have sex, which I don't understand, that's not in the Bible. Um, and, um, and then one night he, he had his whiskey breath and, he put it inside me and I liked it. Um, and can, um, can I just use this opportunity
0: to do my impression that because of lockdown I haven't been able to do for anybody else. Okay. This is who the mother reminded me of sometimes. Um, so... <laughs> <definitely> <laughs> I've done this impression for you a million times so I don't think you find it as funny as me but hopefully the audience will. Um, <clears throat> there was some guy who was saying something about uh, people being sworn in on... Uh, on the Bible, yeah, but it was being sworn in, like, to being, to, like, Congress or something, but someone oh, yeah. who wasn't sworn in on the Bible. And he was like, um, and he was like, but you gotta be sworn in on the Bible. And the guy that was presenting was just like, well, no, um, you don't. You can be sworn in on any book, any religious book or no book, you know, that, that's fine. And, uh, and he was like, well, do- I've done it two times. I was sworn in on the Bible. And then he goes, <laughs> well, no, it, it, but that's because you're Christian, so you, you swear on the Bible. And he's like, well, Donald Trump swore in on the Bible. And he's like, because he's Christian. And he goes, no, n- n- uh, I swore in on the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a big stupid toad of a man who... Uh, <laughs> but also if I ever went on RuPaul's Drag Race that's who I played the snatch game (laughs) and my my answer answer my answer to every question would be oh nah -uh. (laughs) I I swore on the Bible I've done it two times (laughs) <laughs> anyway, she reminds me of him. Yes. So, uh, she
1: finishes her lovely speech, uh, by saying, and the devil has come home. And as she's hugging Carrie, you see that she's got a knife and she does a stab on Carrie. Um, and, uh, so then at this point, Carrie flops all the way down the stairs and Mama's coming, uh, with a knife, like wielding it around and, uh. Carrie's like, no, Mama, no, and uh, then uh, Carrie uses her magical powers to uh, to make uh, implements fly across the room and uh, essentially crucify Mama um, against the wall, and uh, including a a rather blunt-looking bread-like butter knife which flies through the air. but it's weird because as as Mama's dying, she's like making all these like orgasmic noises like, oh, oh, <laughs> as far as the battle, <laughs> um, and um, and she after doing her orgasmic bits for a while, she then just flops dead. And Carrie's getting upset, and the whole house is starting to shake. And, um, and so she's like, Mama, no! And, uh, drags Mama, uh, into the prayer closet. Um, and, uh, the, the whole house is starting to collapse, and you see from the outside there's all fire, and it's all just falling into the ground. Um, and, uh, and you then cut to them just disappearing into the ground. Um... So, after that all happens, we then uh, see a Sue Snell, a um, survivor of the prom. That's and the she girl. survived because she was booted out. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, she, her mum's on the phone to someone saying, yeah, she's doing a lot better. I mean, she's still traumatised and just... Glad I haven't ever got to speak to any more journalists, and uh, and the doctor says she's young enough that she'll forget about it. Yeah, now I know. She's so. like seventeen, I think she'll. I think she'll remember this. I, I think we hang on to our teenage traumas quite tightly, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then it um, cuts back to Susanne, this kind of dream state um, where she's all like, it's like foggy, like misty, and she's very like. An, Prairie nightgown And uh, she's walking up to the Where the remains of Carrie's house is And um, it has a for sale sign And it says over it Written in But it looks like a crucifix Yeah it's like a white Kind of sign with a white Yeah so it ends up looking like a crucifix basically Um, And it has somebody's graffitied Carry White burns in hell with an arrow pointing downwards into the ground. Um, and this is another bit that I'd completely misremembered because
0: it's a big pile of rubble with a for sale sign. I thought it was a grave with and I thought the hand popped out of soil, not out uh, of uh, stones.
1: I wonder if that happens in the remake, actually. <coughs> oh, I can't remember. Um, the, I just
0: remember being a little
1: underwhelmed with everything about the remake. Yeah, um anyway except for my uh, cousin-in-law apart from your cousin-in-law uh, Susan now uh, yes a beautiful performance yes um, anyway so uh, so she's dreaming in a lawn and then kneels down she's got some flowers and she puts them down um, and then at this point a bloody hand comes up and grabs her uh. and uh, she wakes up screaming and the mum's like comforting her and so that's the end of our movie
0: so what are we thinking re-representation in Carrie? Wee wee wee, wee. Wee, wee wee wee. Let's start with women.
1: Not good. I've written mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it's weird because I was thinking like about revenge as a kind of like empowering thing or whether it is an empowering thing for women. Um, like I, d- I don't know that her becoming powerful and destroying everyone is necessarily that sort of feminist. I don't know. Like, it's like... It's...
0: Well, especially because it's revenge based on a perception.
1: Yeah. Not on, no.
0: like, her, her vengeance should be directed at the people who did it. Who, yeah. Um, as opposed to the fact that she assumed everyone was in on it. Yeah. Sure. As did I, to be fair. I also have a persecution complex.
1: I can't believe everyone did that to Carrie. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's it's. I mean, like, the women, obviously, there's lots of um, slapping and abuse and kind of just, like, the mum's abusive and, like... And I'm, I'm haunted by that. I mean, it's such a weird, tiny scene, but the scene with Chris and Billy where they slap each other in the car. And the fact that, like, there's a bit where, like, like it looks like Billy really, like, hits Chris really hard across the face. And then she just turns around and starts smiling and it's like, I've got a favourite to ask. And it's, like, kind of cute or something. It's meant to be, like, betraying some kind of, like, I don't know. I wonder if it's just supposed to demonstrate that they're really extreme... And have kind of like a violent tendency. Yeah, uh, I hope so, rather than it being kind of like a norm for the time that everyone just assumed that... I know, I'm I'm
0: I'm sure... I'm sure it's... Yeah. It's not supposed to be okay. a stirring <laughs> social commentary <laughs> on heterosexual relationships. Although... No. Oh, um, <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, the... I find the coach perhaps the most conflicting character for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, because I think she's well-intentioned but not likeable at all because she... Uh, her instinct is to slap um Carrie and even after she knows what it is that's happened at the beginning she was just like I wanted to shake her as well. Yeah. Um and so she doesn't have a lot of sympathy to start with. Yeah. And then the um and then she kind of pushes her into well she she makes her realize that she's beautiful, which is a nice moment. Yeah. But then she um I really like the detail where she says, and just like a little light curl at the front. yeah. <laughs> and then she does have just like one little curl at the front that um, keeps being reset throughout the, the prom scene. Um, the uh, Yeah, but she also kind of encourages her to go to the prom thinking that it'll give her some sort of validation to be, to be asked by like a handsome man. But yeah. then she starts to doubt it, but then still kind of... I don't know, I just find her a weird... And I find her general... Like... I've worked in schools before and, of course, you have your favourites and the kids that you're more invested in and that you kind of look out for, but you don't give them, like, a full-on kiss on the lips. Like, she's, (laughs) I don't know, she's creepy. Yeah. Like, she's creepy. It
1: does seem like that she sort of fancies Carrie or something, or, like, she's kind of... Yeah, like, why don't you
0: take Carrie to the ball, Mrs. (laughs) Nons?
1: Mrs. Um, yeah, I just, I don't... I don't know that you could say this was... I, I don't know, I, I could see that some people would say that it was kind of, like, empowering in so much as Carrie takes back her own power at the end, but it really only lasts fleetingly, and it's very destructive and terrible, and it's not really... And know, it results in
0: her being killed as well. Yeah,
1: exactly, and she kills her mum by accident, and then also, yeah, then commits suicide, essentially. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it, it,
0: the, the, if people are looking for, like, uh a revenge film about a girl with telekinetic powers then matilda is probably <laughs> uh, is probably a more empowering film than this one mm-hmm. even though that also has a very suspicious relationship I between know, a woman teacher and a funny. child yeah
1: <laughs> um, yeah so I don't, I don't i don't think it's a good representation for women really it's yeah uh,
0: the well and also it was written by a man directed by a man yeah um that. Um, uh, so in terms of people of color, I I spotted uh, three people of color yeah. in in the ball scene, and I
1: didn't see them. Um, <laughs> I so had
0: that my magnifying glass.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, not not great, but not completely not. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, none of the main characters are people of color. Yeah. So, so it's not. The, it, it, it
0: has it has more old men playing teenagers <laughs> than it does <laughs> people of color. That's true. <laughs> um, the uh, so queer representation. Not
1: specifically, though. No.
0: So I think there's a queer reading here, and there are also two characters that I think could be read as a bit queer. Go on. So the queer reading is like any kind of like outsider bully that's got special powers. Like, that's queer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, the coach. Has big lesbo vibes for oh, yes. me. Okay. And, and maybe it's the kind of trope of the lesbian pee teacher that uh, we all yeah. grew up with. But I also think her behaviour with Carrie is unusual. Yeah. Um, and she does give her a full on lip kiss at, yeah. the, at the ball. Lip kiss. Um, and then the other one which could just be me clutching at straws but uh don't know like dungarees in a cap all the time and wearing a cap with your prom dress angry Mario is like, a lesbian yes canonically yes, canonically, yes, yes.
1: canonically. <laughs>
0: uh, and then disability no so I know we're meant to believe that Ka- the reason Carrie is so repressed is because of her mother Withholding her like the secrets of womanhood from her, but just thinking about the way that Carrie behaves and the way that she reads, yeah, is there some kind of suggestion that she might also have a learning disability of some that's,
1: sort? Yeah, that's possible, that's um,
0: and that could explain. Or help explain her naivety around periods, not just because her mother didn't tell her about it, but because she didn't know how to process what was happening to her. Yeah. And and also, I guess in the 70s, maybe there would have been lots of mothers who wouldn't have spoken about periods with their kids, but you'd hear it from your friends, but she doesn't have any friends. Yeah. Why, like, there must be a reason why she's already an outcast. And it might be because she doesn't fit in, because she has a disability of some sort. Yeah. I bet she could... I, 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 well, it could be read, I think, yes, that yeah. she has some sort of disability.
1: Yeah, and obviously she has, like, a fear of, like, like, quite a pronounced fear of new situations and trying new things, which is, yeah, quite kind of indicative of disability sometimes. Mm. Or just anxiety, but... yeah. Um, Yes, yes. so that's that's that. Shall we do the awards? The awards? Yes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Let's go. Let's go. La, awards. La, la. La, la, la 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 awards.
0: La woe.
1: Yes, I've <laughs> a little French spin on it. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> a little uh, continental. You're <laughs> uh, uh, welcome. It's because Sean's wearing a stripy top that you can't see very. Like, <laughs> I also have <laughs> a baguette <laughs> uh, and
0: uh, a string of onions yes. or garlic, not onions, garlic ramen. I it is it, it onions, onions and uh, garlic? Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. Yes. Uh, 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 maintenant, uh, le, 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 les, les amours les a uh, Who
1: was the best character? Uh, my favourite character was uh, glowing-eyed Jesus in the cupboard.
0: You know who I thought you were going to say? Who? When she's doing a lipstick, the woman in the background. Oh, she's she's in, like, <laughs> <as well. laughs> uh Mine, which I didn't spot until you pointed out, was... Uh, the the Annabelle, the original Annabelle doll oh, and sat, and sat S- on Sue S- S- Snell's and... bedside table. Yes. Yeah, that was a, an iconic cameo <laughs> <laughs> an idea, what you're expecting crossover <laughs> Um but it was the original like Raggedy Ann Yeah like, not, not the fabric doll. Annabelle. No. Not that
1: fraud. <laughs> uh spoopiest Moment? Um I think uh just the moment when Carrie turns to pure rage and you, like, see her face. is like, I just love her eyes. And like, weird eyes, yeah. seeing her eyes is just so iconic. I think that's probably the speakiest bit for me. Yeah,
0: I think, and this is just because before I knew... Anything about Carrie, like, from being a child, I knew about the hand popping out at the end scene. Oh, really? Yeah, my dad used to talk about it as, as it, it being, like, a really scary oh. thing. Um, and I think it, it was a scary thing back in the day. Yeah. So I've said the hand thing, although I think... Uh when she's walking down the road and the car comes towards her and she kind of turns around and it swerves away and crashes yeah and it's pretty cool she yeah my favourite bit about that she's just this like
1: kind of weird witchy crouch like where mm-hmm. she like bends over. it's almost it's like animal like, like animal yeah it's, that's iconic
0: agreed uh funniest bit
1: <laughs> um I think it's the mum calling her boobs dirty, dirty pillows, pillows. <laughs> 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 yeah same uh, <laughs> just, yeah, her mum's mom, quite a lol Yeah, her mum's a great character um, Best death? I think the mum's death is the best death
0: Yes I I had f- written something else and then I rem- and then it got to the mother bit and I was like of course this is the most iconic yeah. death um, It's like it's just because it's cool and also we recently watched a documentary about how it was done which is really oh, yeah. really cool and then uh, and it the way the, the pose that she's in at, at the end, which and it could have been like a really obvious crucifix, but it's not, it's, it's kind of like break, wonky yeah. and broken yeah, a bit. Yeah, 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 I think it's great. Uh, worst death's fucking bucket head. Yeah, oh, I'll tell you what, the other death I really liked was the coach, and not just because I think she's a pedo, I but really the bit where
1: in yeah, like as
0: part of the roof falls in or something and yeah, it kind yeah, of swings around, around and like kind of like crushes her. Yeah, a good I death. like that death. Yeah. But yeah, worst for me is bucket yeah, buckethead.
1: <laughs> I, really. I mean I, I was thinking about piggy dying, but uh bucket head's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. I'd rather seeing someone I'd rather see someone get killed with an axe than a uh a a, a, a <laughs> jaunty bucket <laughs> falling <laughs> from <laughs> a <laughs> rafter. <laughs> Donk! <laughs> uh
1: queerest moment. Well, yeah, I think we already discussed this so and the coach uh, is really amorous with Carrie at the prom. Yeah. Uh, and it's obviously, like I said, like, noted by Tommy, saying, so like, don't let be catch you hugging any guys like that. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Sexiest character? I think it has to be John Travolta's Billy, I think there's... I do
0: think that's the obvious choice, actually, but it's not actually what i put.
1: Oh, what did you put?
0: i put Sissy Spacek. Oh, okay. <laughs> um... I mean, it's difficult to find her sexy in this because she's so, like, childlike and weird. Yeah. But she is, she's, like... Yeah, she's like Very sexy in a really unusual, semi-ugly way. And,
1: like, John Walter is aesthetically beautiful, but his character is quite repulsive, so mm. really it's, like, the same. Like, it's not... as you don't really fancy him, like, loads. Yeah. You're just like, look at that beautiful face. Look at that beautiful dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sissy Spacek really
0: reminds me of... Uh, and not necessarily in this, but you know how she was in the uh, what was she in recently? Co-
1: was it Castle Rock?
0: Yeah, in Castle Rock. Yeah, um, she she's aged like Mia Farrow, like um, mm. still looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah, um, and is like a sort of seventies horror film icon. Yeah, um, and like a good person. <laughs> yeah,
1: she's got good bone structure. Yeah, yes. yeah, great
0: bone structure. Um. So pumpkins, or, pumpkins. or maybe it's how many tampons? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with pumpkins. Pumpkins, <laughs>
1: pumpkins. Um, it's funny actually because I like I uh, um I think what do we mark out of five? I knew that. Um, know, what? Go you, you do it first? Actually, I will go first. <laughs> um. That's because
0: I always host the awards. The awards, the awards. Feel free to take on that burden That's from my shoulders burden. one day. Um I... I... <gasps> I'm thinking three and a half. <gasps> three and a half.
1: That...
0: I think... I, I'd like to give it four. Because...
1: It has... Yeah. Three and a half, but I would like to give it but I'm not. Go- but I'm not going to, oh, know, I'll see. tell you for why.
0: Um, I think it has two of the most iconic scenes in horror films. Horror. Uh, the hand popping out and the, uh, the bl- bucket of blood and walking the through the flames. I will walk through the fire. Um, however, and I hadn't seen it for a very long time until we watched it, I think it's a little slower and not an awful lot happens. And normally in, like, 70s films, you know, like, we watched Twisted Nerve recently. Mm. That's a very slow film, but it's full of story. Um, rich with story. It is it rich. rich? Yeah, so it's a bit rich for me. Um, <laughs> but there are some scenes where it's just... I, I feel like, Yeah, I, I don't know. There's times where it kind of lags a little bit for me, even though it has so many iconic moments. Yeah. Um, but I I think it's brilliant. I think three, three three and a half for me...
1: Um, uh, yeah, I was having, uh, th- yeah, I think it's weird because like, I feel like basically if I'd watched this when I was a teenager, like I should have, but I don't know why I didn't, and it would be a firm five and it would have been my favorite for me forever and ever and ever. But I think sometimes with older films, if you don't watch them at the time or nearer the time when it was like iconic, then they don't sort of embed in you as much. And don't so like, I, like for me, like, I don't love this as much as I feel like I should, um, given it's like a lot of amazing things that I do love. Mm. Um but yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a four. I was gonna give it a four point five just because it's like a classic, but I like I think, yeah, I think it's just a four.
0: I, I yeah, I, I I agree with your assessment of it, but I also think for me, because I like I'm a bit of a Stephen King nerd, um, and Carrie's just never really had much of an appeal for me. Like, I've never Like I, I've read Loads and loads of his books. Mm. Um, I like almost every adaptation of Edith, even things like The Langoliers and Needful <laughs> Things. Like, <laughs> I enjoy those. And f- for me, I, I don't know, I, I think it, I mean, it doesn't stand up for, in my opinion, but I, I could be challenged on this because I accept that it's a very good film. It doesn't stand up for things like Misery or It, any of the It's,
1: or uh, The Shining, yeah, um, I guess I mean if you think of it as the first one, that is quite impressive. Because you think that like, someone's first like book adaptation to a film would be like kind of shit, but it yeah. is iconic. Yeah, I mean, it it does stand
0: the test of time. I just don't love it as much as I'd like to love it. I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, fair, 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 fair. But fair. I think that's a good score. And yeah. Th- and thumbs high in the sky for th-
1: Carrie. Thumbs high in yeah. the sky.
0: Welcome to the Spoopy Bit. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So, if you have read a lot about uh, real-life hauntings, it's quite impossible to avoid mention of the connection betwixt uh, menstruation... I was going to say
1: the menstruation mention.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The menstruation mention uh, of the link between uh, periods... And, uh, hauntings, but more specifically between pubescent girls and poltergeists. Yes. Um, so, uh, this, uh, is, I have a little quote here from a book called The Physics of the Paranormal by Kenneth W. uh, Bayrent from 1987. Um, During the last several decades of paranormal research, uh, investigators have discovered that in a very high percentage of the poltergeist cases they encounter, there is usually a young girl present who has just started her menstrual cycle, or if there are old women present, then the poltergeist phenomena often reaches a peak of activity just prior to or during their menstruation. Oh. Um, Rarely has true poltergeist activity been observed in households without women. The strong implication of these correlations is that the true poltergeist activity is somehow caused by the uh, physiological changes that accompany the onset of menzies in the female human. Sounds like something a turf would say. (laughs) Um, I will just add, obviously, that it's not just women that have periods, but I'm consulting some ancient texts here. Um, So uh, he then goes on uh, to do some pseudoscience babble about uh, how this is justified. Um, And he uses one example about uh, how he says that normally um, with poltergeist activity, the poltergeist activity is always very closely around, like physically around, the woman or the girl, mm-hmm. um, but he gives an he tries to explain examples when it's not, and the example is when uh, there've been cases where pebbles have fallen from the ceiling in uh, inside of a house that weren't previously there, and his science for this is, um, or at least the beginning, I won't read you the whole thing. Um, it's. Uh, It says To explain the dropping of stones or pebbles From the ceiling in a room The female's bodily anti-mass field radiations Must converge on these stones Levitate them And then telekinetically manipulate them Until they are over the house and then he goes on and on and on about it. When was um, this? Did, you, did you say in
1: this book? Was? Eighty-seven. Right.
0: So thirty-three years ago. It's just sort of weird that it's
1: after Carrie, where the whole thing is about. Well, you don't see it in the film, but in the book, it's like rocks falling from the sky. Um, oh yeah. Anyway. Um. So
0: uh, there's uh, there's another uh, uh book that I came across uh which is called uh it's from 1972. So this is pre-carry, uh, and it's by Peter Underwood, and the book is called Into the Uncult. I, I was going to say Into the Unknown. <laughs> ooh, ooh, into the occult, not the unknown. Um, and uh, there's a chapter uh, which I'm quoting from here, here called "Sex and Psychic Phenomena," <laughs> um, and it talks about links with masturbation, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then it says, uh, "Dr. Fielding Old." During the... I'm feeling old. Um, <laughs> during the course of discussing his psychic experiences at the ghost club, which sounds fun, told members that while in India, he was called to a house that, which had a quadrangle in the centre, open at the top, not uncommon in the Madras area. Here, frequent showers of stones fell through the open space. Nothing could be seen from outside the house, but the phenomenon had been observed inside from many positions. The open space was used for drying for drying purposes, and occasionally when clothes were put out, they would ignite all along the line. After careful inquiries throughout the household, the doctor discovered a girl about the age of puberty, which is vague because that can vary, <laughs> um, suffering from a natural suspension of the menstrual functions. Don't know what that means. Um yeah. The girl was removed from the house and the phenomena immediately ceased. But go where she would. Uh, but but, <laughs> but go where she would. Oh yeah, that's how it's meant to be read. But go where she would. Similar poltergeist happenings took place in the vicinity of her person. Uh, provocative medicine was given. Provocative. <laughs> and sexy medicine. And while she was in a healthy state, nothing unusual occurred. The girl was eventually cured. Doctor Old believed that so the
1: girl was eventually killed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Doctor Old believed that this psychic force could be stored up in girls about the age of puberty, and he spoke of another case in Devon where poltergeist-like phenomena occurred under very similar conditions. Uh, pent-up energy, he felt, was apt to be used in a psychic way. Certainly, girls at the age of puberty are conscious of physical upheaval, and perhaps at that time are more susceptible to psychic influence than at any other time in their life. He then goes on to talk more science. But then there's another quote about a different case, uh, which is uh, less... It's not clear how this has got to do with... Uh, what this has got to do with puberty, but maybe... Well, no, maybe it is clear. But anyway, <laughs> here it goes. So this is later on in the chapter, and he says, uh, Another poltergeister case which occupies my attention had a very different sexual element. During the course of in investigating a recent haunting at Southwark in the company of a fellow member of the Society for Cyclical Research... Um, the young wife in the flat, concer- uh, in, in the flat concerned, uh, told us that over a period she had felt a male influence dominating her to such an extent that she began to adopt male characteristics and was afraid that, afraid that she was beginning to change her sex. Her breasts almost disappeared and long black hairs appeared on her legs. We independently and without warning called on the witness's sister who verified this story of the curious side effect of a poltergeist infestation and affirmed that the question of her sister being afraid uh, that she was undergoing a sex change was quite true. She had certainly lost the shape of her breasts and coarse black hairs had appeared all over her body. And that's all it says about that. <laughs> <laughs> um So uh, this, uh, this kind of trope of... Uh, periods or especially first periods and like beginnings of uh, going th- uh, going through menstruation. Um, this trope kind of exists all throughout horror films and horror stories and all sorts. But the most well-known case, certainly in the UK, is the Enfield haunting. Yeah. Um, so it's the late 1970s in an Enfield council house haunting. If you don't know about it, look it up. There's loads of stuff about it. It's brilliant. Mm. I especially recommend the book This House is Haunted by Guy Lyon Playfair. Who was investigating the case with Morris Gross?
1: And was that the guy whose daughter died? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, It's it's a brilliant book, and it's like kind of uh, microscopic detail about the whole thing. Um, But uh, so the uh, it was probably the most well known case in the UK ever. I mean, of this ilk, not anything. Um, And it was centred on uh, a girl called Janet Hodgson, who was a sort of sallow-faced (laughs) 11-year-old with teeth that could eat an apple through a tennis racket. Um, (laughs) um, And uh, look it up anyway, because it's incredible. But uh, as well as other poltergeist activities like flying objects and her levitating and stuff... uh, one of the main uh things of it was that Janet would take on the voice of an old man named Bill who claimed to have lived mm-hmm. there before, and the uh and Bill seemed when she was speaking as Bill it was very likely a hoax anyway it's <laughs> is the long and short and short of it, but uh he seemed very fixated on uh menstruation and he used to he used either. to say. Uh, why do uh why do girls go- suddenly in appear in yeah. yeah um saying why do hitchhikers suddenly uh <laughs> arrive <laughs> um, uh saying uh he used to say uh well she used to say in his voice, uh why do girls bleed um and he also used to flirt with the male investigators as well oh, really? so uh, and like uh even uh playfair would say like was like. This was the point where he was at his most suspicious when he was just like, This is obviously a young girl who's starting to go through puberty, who is finding a way to ask the questions that she's and yeah, kind yeah. of, and also be quite sexual and playful and like flirty. Um,
1: sexual and playful.
0: Yes. Uh, and also, uh, this story was uh, used as inspiration for The Conjuring 2 as well. Yes. Um, the. Uh, it's also the mother was also at the uh, the age of the menopause, as oh. that could be a like, contributing factor. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, there's another example uh, of a ghost that you might have heard of before called uh, from uh, it was called the Cock Lane ghost <gasps> from Cock Lane in London from the 1760s. And there was a ghost called Scratching Fanny. I mean, you can't make it up, can you? I, I know, Scratching Fanny from Cock Lane, Cock Lane. yeah. Um, sounds like a porn film <laughs> Um uh, and that ter- that was like all over the news uh, of at the time. Um uh-huh. and it was discovered to be a hoax by a twelve-year-old girl. Um so I thought Sorry, it wait, it was discovered
1: <clears throat> to be a hoax done by a twelve-year-old girl. Yes. Oh, okay. It wasn't discovered by a twelve-year-old girl. <laughs> okay, um
0: the uh so I thought I'd share some of my own theories about this unusual oh, phenomenon. Um, thank you. Um uh, so I was thinking, the the quote from the first thing I read that said that, few, uh, that there were few hauntings in households without women. Mm. I dare say, in the 1970s and before, there weren't many households without women, full yeah. stop. Um, like, there might have been some, like, rich kind of bachelors living on their own, but largely gays. there would have been... Yeah, some gays. <laughs> there, w- it, there would have largely And gays would be was bumming to know it was poltergeists. <laughs> <laughs> Secret in privately bubbing. Um, they had more, more on their plates, <laughs> more on their anus. More um, <laughs> plates. Um, the uh, and then also the idea that hauntings always appear around uh, a woman having a period or a woman, or a girl beginning a period. If we take the first example, if it happens once a month for about a week. That's quite often, yeah. So it's quite easy to make that connection, I think. Yeah. Um, the um, but then I wonder if it's also just used as a as a way of kind of blaming women for what's happening, right? Um, and that maybe it is just like a sexist theory because I could only find uh, accounts about this written by men, men who I assume have never menstruated before, yeah. um, and uh, and it also reminds me as uh, of um, uh, Carrie's mum mentions this in the film, that uh, Eve menstruating is a punishment for her sin, um, as if that's why. And like, there's this idea that of this like shamefulness of having a period, and it's just a more contemporary way of thinking about that shame. Yeah. Um, the So, yeah, they're, they're all written by... All these theories are written by men, and maybe they're kind of projecting their own fears of the unknown and something that they don't really understand about. Oh, interesting, um, yeah. Rather than... The the woman is manifesting this because of her, uh, because she's she's uh becoming a woman or whatever. Yeah. That it's actually, um, that men are just associating this with this because it's some the other thing in the house that they don't understand. Mm. Um, the uh, <clears throat> but also it makes me think it's my it's becoming a tired trope of mine now of me talking about how motherhood is uh, is at the root of all good horror. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and that periods could perhaps be another thing linked to that. Um, and those are both things that men don't understand, and most horror is written and directed by men. Yeah. Um, so they feel like more kind of abstract, horrifying notions. Um,
1: yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just—I was thinking of my own theory. I don't know, sorry, if you wanted to wrap up. No, <laughs> no, you—you you say your theory. No, I was just thinking that actually it might be given what you were talking about in terms of just like the Enfield Haunting and saying, you know, how it was her trying to kind of express herself and to sort of figure out her sort of sexuality and all the kind of confusing feelings that comes with puberty, um, and how that might be the case with a lot of these because I was just thinking about the. I can't remember the name of the sisters, but the ones that create the spiritualism movement. They also faked hauntings, but there wasn't any mention of periods of them. Um, but how it does seem to be focused on women, and I wonder whether actually in these these olden times when women weren't allowed to speak and weren't allowed to express themselves, they found creative ways to get attention as teenagers. Well,
0: those girls um, who found the fairies, who made the yeah. folks fairies. Yeah, so um, just ways of like uh, giving their... The folks. The folks. The folks hoax fairies.
1: Yeah, and then, like, for men to be reporting on it and, like, they think it has to be supernatural because how can a stupid girl trick them? Yeah. Essentially, it has to be, like, something supernatural. And probably something to do with periods because I don't understand those either. It's kind of like saying, well, the aliens must have built periods because if it wasn't white men, then I don't know how
0: that could have been constructed. It's uh, It's too um, big for my tiny (laughs) brain, so it must be aliens. Um, the uh, So, I should mention also that theories about menstruation more broadly linking to kind of mystical things are like kind of ancient yeah. and have existed for as long as humans have across loads of ancient cultures. Um, and I wonder if that's also linked to the moon.
1: Mm. Uh, in I which was just thinking moon cup before you say moon <laughs> cup. Well, anyway, carry
0: on. Um maybe that was a period yeah. making that mystical thing happen. Um, but then... Thinking about the kind of the, the moon link to uh, the menstruation cycle, um, in which case could we also, and this is perhaps a topic for another day, but could we also uh, say that werewolves are a oh. product of menstruation as well? Or at least linked. But it's interestingly, when we watched uh, the X Men one, oh, yeah, the mutants, new yes. mutants, yes. um, that we were saying that that was the first time we'd seen a woman werewolf but you remembered another one Ginger that. Snaps which is like a more oh, famous yeah. one that we watched and we didn't like that's why we didn't remember it <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah interesting something something to dwell on oh, re menstruation. nice
1: um, so nice yeah. one thank you good good work
0: Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Bloody Mary's Podcast. And that's Mary's
1: with a Z. And thanks for our theme tune from uh, The Pink Pound. Uh, You can follow them at The Pink Pound Sound. And if you're enjoying Bloody
0: Mary's, please like, subscribe and share with all your friends.